This episode of Super Pulp Science is brought to you by Gear and Sea, the brand new young adult fantasy novel in the Silent Guardian series, story by Justin Curry, Gregory Kamichuk, and written by Claire C. Marshall. The book will be available April 2019, and pre-orders will open in March. <laughs> Attention, citizens, it's time for Super Pulp Science. This is Super Pulp Science, where I take back my podcast. I've been away for a week, and Sam and Justin uh, tried to take this away from me. It's funny how you say tried, because we did. We did. We really did. Your absence left a gaping, vulnerable hole, and we shoved our voices into it. And I can't wait till the numbers come in, and we find out that the most listened to podcast was the one that Gregory was not at. The numbers. Oh my the gosh. numbers. Did you promo it on your... I did not. I should have. Oh, you should I have. Did. That's how you would have Do you ever promo anything yeah. ever? Just I ask you to... Okay. This is what we're going to talk about today on Super Pulp Science. Dear <laughs> listeners, sorry we ignored that you're present here too for a moment while we squabbled. But, <laughs> Sam, let's yes. have a discussion about how best to leverage Justin's social media in a positive way for things that he wants to do. I feel like he accidentally has a huge social media following There's that he no does not accidents. that he doesn't that, that he, he doesn't had, that he did no work to build. Yeah, no, he works hard way. at he works hard at giving uh, people uh, his sure. work. But I also feel like you have a platform that you don't use very often. So I want to know why. <clears throat> I think it probably comes down to your time. You're too busy making the art to be blorping on social media that's what I tell myself mm -hmm. I think about this from time to time because I see there's different artists have different styles with this kind of thing there's people that I follow that have you know 700,000 followers and they don't post anything except when a piece is finished right and then there's other people who have the equal amount of followers and are posting once every two days whether it's a sketch their dog their breakfast then a new piece um, but they're always kind of peppering people Mm -hmm. I don't really want to be that and I am that person every once in a while for like a week or two I'll be really on top of my posts and I'll be posting a lot of things and then I'll disappear for three weeks and I'll come back with a new piece right and then for the next couple months I'll only be posting when a new piece is done see and to give our dear listeners some context is why why I'm asking about this is uh, the last time I checked Justin's uh, just will use his Instagram as an example the last time I checked he had around 10.1 thousand followers and today this morning as I check it he has 13.6 thousand followers so in the time that I last checked he gained more followers than I have on my social media accounts. <laughs> oh. Right? And so, this is, uh, this is not a sour grapes thing. This is like sometimes when you do stuff on social media, it hits what people want and, where, and it spreads as a result of people liking it. And so that's amazing. So you end up with this platform. Mm -hmm. My question is, and I've been seeing a lot of stuff going on. Comic book land is very divided. If you're a member of comic book land, you see all the comic skate stuff going on. You know what's going on. Is there a responsibility to use that platform, platform for something other than just sharing a picture of your next piece of art? Do we have a responsibility? Do you feel I like, don't actually have a good answer for do this. Do you want PS? people to feel like they know you as a person as well? Like, do you think you should be posting stuff about your personal life and personal opinions and here's what I did for breakfast today and stuff like that? Like, do you want people to know you or do you want them just to see your art? 
Yeah, that's my question. That's I mean, your question? It also depends it's on... part of my um, question. Because who you are on social media has to be part of your brand. It does. And being over-sherry can be an extreme detriment, um, especially when it comes to... There's a fan going, and it's ruining the foley of our house. Uh, dear listeners, we are on the seventh floor of a building downtown, and it's an older building in the Exchange of Winnipeg, and it's got a lot of character. It's got these great wood floors and wooden beams, and just everything is old wood, and I love the look of it. Um, and it is heated by old rads. And it's hot as balls in which, here right now. And if everybody knows what a rad is, it's a big metal coil thing that sits in the room filled and is hot water. filled with hot water, and it just Blasting heats up and blasts wet, heat. hot air yeah. in here. Um, but because it's an older building and because we're on the top floor, we don't necessarily have full control. So if the rest of the building wants to be heated, we need to be super heated. <laughs> So it's a little warm in the studio, which is nice because it's awfully cold outside right now. Yeah. Dear listener, that has been your temperature report. But as far as let's get back to, we're just so distracted. Okay. So I think some people aren't, um, they don't filter their posts enough. They just kind of post whatever pops into their mind. And, and I'm it has always to be a, a strategy. Hmm? You have Does to really it approach some people it as just a strategy. Seem to, I, I don't. I don't. You like don't that. have a strategy. I don't. Well, I post when the picture's done. Yeah. That's my strategy. That's what I'm saying. I will show you something right? when I've done my work. And I, I guess, know, I guess what, is the, what is being motivated by this is that um, I think you see all these posts all the time about like how you can get more followers, how you can get more things. You just have to ignore all that nonsense because there's no it's real kind of, system a lot of it's that BS. will work. Yeah, yeah because totally we BS. know people who follow every single rule of yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Makes no difference. Makes no difference. Uh, I mean, the, sure, it's a lot of BS, but you have this audience. You have this, That's this what I'm large getting at. audience that you could leverage in a responsible, manageable way um, to direct to things. So when I am constantly on you, like, hey, we have a workshop that everyone tried to deflect when I tried to promote it on this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was um, a funny day. And I was like, you guys really need to share it to your social media. Um, and it did not happen. So, but I feel that it could have directed more people to stuff that you're doing and also help... Um, continue to yeah so tying the thread of a few things of your brand we've said so far is that um there's no real way to know for sure how it is that you might find your audience just the way a book finds an audience sometimes runaway bestseller sometimes a book that's equally well written or good or entertaining doesn't find that audience for whatever reason we're not in charge of that you're not in charge of that either dear listener but should lightning strike and all of those people show up my question is, or my questions that arise are, is there a responsibility to those people um, in a way that is beyond entertainment? Or if they just showed up for strictly entertainment, should you just shut your political yap and only give them what they showed up for? Um, yet the flip side of it for me is that art is intrinsically political, right? Even if we were going to boil it down to its base level, Justin's compositional elements are big versus small, right? There is a message in there that people are connecting to because people often feel less than the problems that are presented to them, and I think that goes a long way for why people connect to your work. And so if that's already in there, right, do you have a responsibility to do more for those people, for that huddled masses in the corners of the Internet? lit by the pale light of their 
iPhones, hoping that someone fan. will just show them the way, Justin. I'm a bigger fan of what does it mean to you, and whatever it means to you, that's that's fine. I don't. I'm not going to tell you what it means. I want you to have your own meaning behind it. Hmm. I don't. Yeah, spelling Spell. spelling things out, spelling out what the art means. Right. Not a fan. What's wrong with having it good for a change? And they're going to let us have it good if we just help them. They're going to leave us alone. Let us make some money. I think I post <clears throat> once, maybe twice a week on, yeah, usually about once a week right now because it is my kind of um, less busy time, I guess. But what about you guys? How often do you post and what do those posts look like? I use my social media kind of like a record of positive things that are occurring. A bit of a diary as well. Yeah, a right? bit of a diary. And I, you know, I kind of feel like for the first time in human history, I have a way to pass an actual visual and written account of some cool stuff that's going on in your, in your life to whoever comes after, you know, now I have kids one day, they'll look at that and they'll be like, Oh my God, I didn't know dad went to Vancouver and, or I didn't know he went to Calgary and <clears throat> got chased off by security climbing that thing. That happened right? as an adult Finn. male. Wow, I didn't know my father, right? I want, uh, you know, you imagine those, those moments. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of it. But it feels a little bit like we are right now, Sam, you and I, uh, collectively. This, there's that scene in Gladiator where I think it's Marcus Aurelius shows up and he's like, we need you to be protector of Rome, you know, when I die. And you're the gladiator and you're like, no, I don't want to. This is why it must be you. <laughs> because you don't feel like, you don't have this like inflated ego related to what this platform should be for i feel like that's why you make you it sound like it i'm a big deal but really i'm still a very I small think, fish I think in a just very big to pond kind of bring it back so it doesn't sound like i'm just like hammering your skull about this uh it's that i've seen your social media and i've seen the response that people have and they want to they want to get to know you but you also want to put a bit of a wall like where you're not just like, here's my lunch. Here's what I think about um, all these things that are happening in the world. I know it's more for you. It's about this is the art. This is who I am as an artist. And you can interact with it as you will. Um, I just feel that there are um, ways that you could be. And I, I'm saying this from a business perspective, like pointing people towards where they can get your prints when you're not at a show, um, giving more notice of where you're going to be at events so that people can get in touch with you and meet you and buy things from you that are signed and you have that experience. But also, but in that same token, I don't want to go out there and encourage you to overdo it so that you're super overtaxed by people who are constantly like, yeah, what's new? Tell me about your life. Because no one wants that either. Because then that can tax you on wanting to share anything mm -hmm. at all. And it is a balance. And also, again, you use your social media very well. We're not, you know, we're going to dial it back as you're... Well, there's also, there's a thing that happens, and I don't know if it's... Um if it's by accident or by design, but I guess you, part of it is by design. You share, you don't tell people what they're supposed to think about it, but you do share on multiple platforms as soon as you're done as part of your, you know, really it takes you five or maybe 10 minutes, but you go, what are the places that you make sure your work so goes? So my finish line of the piece, and I've kind of, I've changed up my posting a little bit lately. Um, in the last couple months, I don't, I've been taking screenshots of my process along the way. So I'm not just posting the finished piece, but I'm mm -hmm. posting, um, almost like a time lapse of like the first 10 minutes and yeah, every couple of hours how it works. And so I've kind of been explaining my process a little bit more and just showing people, um, yeah, how it looks when it's all spread out. But 
when I'm done a piece, I post it to, I've got Instagram, which I also post my Twitter, but I'm not very active on Twitter. And then I have Facebook, I have ArtStation, I have DeviantArt, and I've recently been posting to Imager as well, which is kind of a uh, the sister site to Reddit. It's, um, it's a very busy place on the internet, and things can go viral there. Um, and that's been a, every once in a while, something will really click on there, and I'll end up on, yeah, the front page of Reddit for an evening, right. which I think has been great. So. Yeah. So it is in a way, so maybe we're thinking about it wrong-headedly. I think we're also thinking about it as um, using social media as writers is also a, is also different than yeah, using it as true. an artist. Yeah, that's true, that's true, that's um, true. But you kind of cross into those two um, different worlds, though, because you're a writer and an artist as well. And, and, I've been, and I've been wondering why I don't share more widely the images that I'm making. It's an interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because usually in comics you're um, prevented from doing that. Um, with uh, yeah, there's like a, agreements, and you don't have that. When I'm working with, uh, like when I was doing stuff for Apocrypha, like doing the Baby Metal book, couldn't post anything <laughs> while it was mm-hmm. in process. But yeah, when I'm working on anything that's creator-owned or any of the stuff from um, Portage and Maine, they said, yeah, sure, share whatever you want, any of the process. I get into this headspace that if I share too much of it, it's like spoiling the story, but... I think I, what I need to do is get out of that mindset because the two are not this. It's it's not the same experience, right? Like no. someone who's tuning in to see something get made and someone who wants to finish product. And I'm, you know, maybe I'm just it's the dinosaur brain. You know, like a brontosaurus, its brain is just so far away from the rest of its body. I'm feeling that now. Like it's finally reached me. Some signals has finally reached the important parts that have told me that. Um, what you are doing in social media showing people how to make things is different than the finished product and that's fine just the way you gregory listen to podcasts and watch videos about how people make stuff and then you still go buy the final thing mm-hmm. not feeling like I think it's, it's also it's hard it's to taken re- me a long time it's to uh hard to remove yourself from that project and see it from somebody's perspective like if you are dripping and showing the process of that book even um, even if you're showing a lot of it, I'm not necessarily seeing all that. I'm only seeing like bits and pieces here and yeah, there. Yeah, I and mean, with the new algorithm, it's like 7% of something of your posts or what your mm-hmm. followers see. Like, no. Yeah. Wow. And by the time the book actually comes out, I'll probably have forgotten most of it. So, but also your excitement has been built up. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this looks great, and I can't wait to st- actually hold it in my hand as right. a finished product. And you feel as a, an audience, like a participant in that process. Yeah, totally. Um, and you feel like you were part of it. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so be my uh, social media, no, my art guru. Not social media in general, but when you're saying, like, I want to share more widely, what are some places, you know the kind of work that I do, what are some places that you think? Do you think Imager is a place I should go and post a whole bunch? I think Just with any, the there? any online community, you kind of have to participate in the community if you want to get something right. back. Um, so I think like earlier, early on when like DeviantArt was kind of the thing, I feel like I, I started to get traction um, when I had a bunch of posts and when I was commenting and going around and participating, right? It's kind of, and same with the, the imager site, like the first 50 posts that I posted, I don't think anything really got any traction, right. but it's now that I've been there for a while for and a while, yeah. um, I don't know, they, you just, yeah, you have to 
build that up. And I think people are hoping that social media will become like a silver bullet for them rather than like any other media, something that you have to work at and build into. You know, like it's taken me, I was putting my uh, Pachachka slides together and I was putting together a bunch of book covers of like things I've worked on. And as I was doing it, I was like, oh, wow, that's actually, there's a lot of stuff there. And I think that's probably something I would say about what you should do is more posts about um, like in a, a collection of pieces. So here are all the book covers I've done. Here are all the like the classic monster pieces I have. Here are all my propaganda pieces. Yeah, Not just post one, but post like clumps of albums. Of yeah, them. well, and what I was going to say about that is I feel like I'm just getting started, right? So when I was putting this presentation together and I'm putting like, okay, well, I'll put on some of my recent workup, I realized like, there's actually a fair amount there, even though it feels like I'm just getting started. So when people who have heard of me for the first time now, it's kind of like... All of your you old know, stuff is new to them. Yeah, and it's yeah. like your post going viral for the first time after 50 posts, right? Like you're there, you're present, you're doing it, and then suddenly people notice. I've got one that can see. The other way to really build a following really quickly is when other people share your stuff. Right. but. You know, how do you go about doing that? You don't want to direct message, um, you know, the big movie poster guys and right. say, like, look at what I've done. You should share this, right? Because nobody wants to get that. Yeah. Nor will they, like, They'll how like, would you respond if someone sent you that message, I would right? probably not respond. Yeah, right. right. It just feels so I mean, also icky. the balance is, uh, and Justin, you talked about this, is that um, there are some people out there who are just constantly pepper spraying on their own social media about themselves and literally talking about nothing else. They're not talking about their influences, about other artists that they follow. They're not interacting with the community in any way. They're not even talking to the fans who are talking to them. They're just like, here I am. I'm great. And blah, 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 blah. And they're like just... There's never any kind of yeah, that's not how I community f- engagement. Afraid of looking on social and media, and that and that's yeah. what like platform like Twitter. That's yeah. what that is for. Or yeah. if you're, you know, if you have a Facebook and you have a ton of engagement, but Twitter is a place that I've found personally where I've just had conversations with people, where people have reached out to me about writing, and those yeah. are way more important than me being like, and I'm an author. Blue. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> and that's and it's those people that actually convert to you know, coming to my events or coming to my signings or coming to meet, meet me at a conference that they, they just found me on Twitter or they chatted the with me on Twitter. the actual social side of social media that's occurring. Right, yeah. and I mean, there are a ton of um, communities that build up around hashtags, like the writing community hashtag, and um, you follow those and you interact with them enough, then you get, you see more of those posts in your feed and then you, it's a feedback loop of you actually showing that you are a person on social media and you're not just a billboard for everything right. that you're doing, yeah. um, which is also quite, quite important. That's how you, I mean, consistency is key. Like Justin said, he's been, he was posting on Imager for super long before he gained this kind of traction. Um, and I he, got sick of other people posting my stuff. Right. <laughs> That's how I always saw it was other people posting it. So, yeah. And it's true. Your yeah. stuff was being stolen for other people's accounts if for mm-hmm. a regular amount of time which p.s uh dear listener on the internet people who are creating clickbait sites and just clickbait accounts they just want views will comb the internet looking for good content post it on their site and have no credit and put no credit so that's just part of being online so don't get mad it will happen 
And if but it do happens, point it out. Yeah. Um, if you, this is a, us, our call to arms to all of you listening out there. If you see on anywhere on a social media site, on a t-shirt site, on Imager, and you see that A, there is no credit, and B, you recognize the art, it is vastly important that you comment with the power that the internet has given you and social media has given you that this is the artist and this is their credit. It's also very easy to find the artist if you don't know it by doing reverse Google image search. Very, very easy. Um, and immediately, usually, um, a lot of other people will notice it as well and will also comment. And, and it has been the reason that either credit has been given, the art has been taken down, or the artist has actually been found and paid. Um, because sometimes big companies either don't know any better, they aren't really doing it maliciously, but they are being stupid because this is the internet's been around for mm -hmm. so long now. Yeah. Um, so it, it does help when you point it out. Just wanted to put that out there. Get that sauce in there. Internet <laughs> responsibly. People. How do we feel about watermarks, fellow artists? I hate them. I do too. Yeah, I hate them. But, but they're necessary. Maybe. I hate them, but now they've become necessary. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, and because of that, um, to me, um, they don't bother me as much as maybe they did a while ago. Um, okay, so for the dear listener, a watermark is just, you know, a giant uh, ghosty version of your logo. It doesn't have to be giant, like something in the corner. But, but usually then it's like has to be integrated into the art, like over yeah. it so that it can't be easily photoshopped out yeah. or removed. Yeah. Um, but it basically states the artist's name or their logo or... And if it's really small, right... In the corner, it's super easy out. to be cropped out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I <sighs> yeah, know. Deep sigh. So, again, <laughs> yeah. like now, I, like I do understand the reticence of hyper engaging online with your artist presence or with your social media because it's, it's taxing. It takes away from you making art, but it is also key to you being discovered because, as we've talked about in previous episodes, this is not the 70s anymore where you just throw up a, a gallery yeah. and, oh, you're I mean, an artist. You can do that, but it's not. You can still yeah. do that, but you're not the. Re where people are is online, yeah. and that means you kind of have to be too. And Justin, you're online. Like we're not. It's not like you have no. And I guess it, this is an age-old um, uh, retail uh, motto, right? Location, location, location. You have to go where the people are. Wherever the mm -hmm. traffic is, that's where you should be. And so, if you, dear listener, are lamenting that uh, people just aren't finding you or respecting you in the online space that you've chosen, it could be that you just haven't been there long enough, that you don't have the cred, that like, you know, the old guard, such as it were, the people who've been there a long time have most of the eyeballs and then you just have to hang in there for the long term. Or it could be that you're in the wrong space, you know, like, um, don't put all your eggs in that one basket. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's as it can be labor intensive to build up a bunch of different, social media presences, but it, you know, I watch, I watch, it takes Justin, like I said, five, maybe 10 minutes tops to share that work after he's spent nine or 10 hours working on a piece, that extra 10 minutes to like share with the world. Number one is like, I think brave. Maybe that's what it is. I'm not usually ready when I'm finished mm. to immediately let the world see it, but you just have no fear. You're just like, yep, it's done. Here you are, world. Well, that's kind of who I did it for. I wanna... Yeah, well, that's, that's, <laughs> I feel like that's amazing. And maybe that's the difference. Maybe I'm selfish with who my art is for. Mm. 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 Deep, ponderous. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm kind of new to this because I threw art away 10 years ago and now I'm getting back into it. Well, now, you started a webcomic. Yeah. I did. That's and for everyone. Yeah, I'm on page 30. What? Um, I'm behind. And, uh, <laughs> I'm only like up to 20 maybe of your story. Um, but 
yeah, I'm also like, oh, I'm really excited about it, but I'm only in pencils. So I'll like share some pencils right. or I'll just like share some layouts or I'll talk about where I am or what I'm learning as I'm going along. And I'm finding that's, I'm actually getting a lot of engagement. And you're learning as you go, just sharing. For the dear listener who is maybe this is their first episode, what's the name of your webcomic that they could check out? It is called Krampus is My Boyfriend. Um, it's basically, I am, I didn't know how to make comics. I always wanted to make one. I kind of came up with this idea at Icon in July and I story, I thumbnailed a ton of pages while I was just sitting at my table. And uh, so I just kind of jumped into it and I launched it on Krampus night on December 5th and I've been location, updating location location I've been updating uh two to three pages a week just and I'm just putting it online yeah. like I'm just you know it's just a web comic right now it's for free and basically I'm aiming because um, I'm going to be a guest at Calgary Comic Expo to have like an intro issue like a double issue available for people to buy but keeping up with this web comic schedule has forced me to stay up on just the production schedule right um so that's been fun, but I, I've been a comics editor, but I haven't made comics and it's actually, it's transformed my point of view in terms of visual storytelling and pacing and economy and my own process. And as I'm learning those things, I talk about that on social media because right. I'm chiefly a prose fiction writer and it's a much different platform. You have to say so much more with so much less. You really have to not clog up your pages. Um, and the way and the style that I'm doing it, because it's a web comic, it's like every page for me has to be an encapsulated. This starts and then this is the end of the page, even though I know that on the page turn. Right. Yeah, it's just all these things are going on in my head. But I go to social media to talk about it because there are other web comic artists out there who are just starting. And um, I love seeing what they're doing and you know, sharing how I'm doing it and learning from them too. And in a way, this is the reverse of the discussion we started with, which is like, if you have a platform, what should you do? This is like, if you're just starting out, how you can use social media to grow that knowledge, mm -hmm. share your, you know, the and it's misadventures. A, and it's a great community uh, on Twitter, at least for like web, for indie artists and comic artists and everyone's always has each other's backs. And it's just, it's really, it's just a nice friendly place to be. And it also makes me feel um, like I'm not in the void <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, making comic, making a comic in isolation and a comic that not very many people know about because it's, I literally started it two months ago. Um, and I'm not known as a comic maker, it does make me feel better <laughs> to kind of be like, there are others out there just working for fun. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now that you're posting pages, and mm -hmm. have you noticed a change in your, your followers' reactions or gaining followers or like just before you were just posting words and now you're posting images. Uh, I mean, I was already, I also do post a lot of images as well. Right. Uh, I try like to make sure that there is like something to go with whatever I'm talking about, unless it's like a long threaded rant. And again, this is um, mostly Twitter. So I mostly focus on Twitter to just deal with my, um, for my art, for my writing and for my reader fan base. That's where I am. I'm, I'm on Twitter. Um, but as far as like, oh, have I gotten more followers or fewer it hasn't really changed, um, but I am interacting more and talking to more people um, than I was maybe before just in for the writing stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. And I guess that's the, that's the like fulcrum here is like if you're wanting social media because you're hungry for fame, mm 
right? If you don't want to be deceived, know what you are hungry for, I think is the idea here, right? So mm -hmm. if you want to be famous and that's why you're on social media, it's probably not going to work. And if you do want it to work, there's a lot of compromises you have to make with your integrity to get that sudden rush of followers. Mm -hmm. um, but if what you're looking for is 8, 10, 12, 20 people who are also trying to solve the same problems that you are, who are not geographically located nearby, mm -hmm. Um, the internet is amazing for that, you know, um, also as a freelance contractor, when mm. you're like either working from home, uh, or to like in a studio and you're really, you don't get to see a ton of people. That's where a lot of those people are hanging out as well. <laughs> social yeah, that's media, true. your digital water cooler is basically what social media can become. And if it does, then again, it shows, it shows that by interacting and sharing other people's stuff that you're actually more interested in community building right. and then you know, from that community, you will generate more attention towards your work because you're seen as a, as a human. Now, in recent years for me, uh, social media, like friends that I've made in other cities or on social media, I've been noticing a transition from uh, like out of the out of the public space into the private space. So like once you get to know a person well enough, eventually you trade actual contact information. Like they have my actual phone number and now we're texting like conversations that there are certain conversations that you're willing to have in public and there are certain conversations once you become a good friend of somebody that you probably don't want to have in public mm -hmm. and that's also a i think a natural progression at least i've been seeing that i don't know about you guys yeah. does that happen to you uh, or are these just trolls that are secretly after my credit card information N well mm -hmm. a couple yeah. of them at least yeah, yeah. a couple yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that number again, if you want to text Gregory, is 204. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, don't give him the actual area code. Oh, well, don't <laughs> let them know that that was the actual area code. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, social media also can be, um, I don't know, again, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times. It's, it's a bit different being a lady on social media. I do oh get a lot goodness. of creepy DMs. Yeah, my wife DMs. is on social media. It is so different. So, yeah, I get a lot of uh, creepy direct messages. Yeah. Um, Dudes or anyone pretending to be dudes on social media stop that <laughs> we're so tired yeah. just we're not gonna answer like why are you trying like why Ugh. it's the new whistling from a car driving by oh, i know that's totally it's what just, it is it's so easy though <laughs> oh. I'm just, my my face is in my palm dear listeners mm. i'm just so haggard with the way in which people are able to be just utter monsters and again i mean that kind of circles back to that's why you don't want to overshare because you really do have to set some limits on your time and who you are um, and how people can access you because building your brand online is integral to mm -hmm. building that community around what you do but also you have you have to have boundaries you can't because you can get very easily lost in getting attention getting followers getting likes and if you're where are you spending your time right is mm -hmm. I, I did this big post a couple of years back about apologizing to all the people who were commenting and making like and sending me messages and stuff and I wasn't replying to like over half of it. And so I did this big post about like saying I'm sorry for not being more responsive and, and blah blah blah. And I for somebody wrote back this really nice long reply about like, you know, the people who actually are here and care about your arc shouldn't care about that. 
you should be spending your time making new art and not being stressed about replying to every single yeah. thing yeah. that's coming your way because it, when it hits a certain threshold, it becomes a chore that can take a couple hours out of your day if you're actually wanting to interact with all these people. Mm-hmm. And depending on how big your fan base is, then they become entitled to your time. Yeah. I'd love Why to- aren't you responding? We, yeah. we deserve it. We've earned it. Yeah. <laughs> I forget who it was that I saw. There was, uh, it was like from the early days of Twitter and it might have been... I don't know, it was someone in the sphere of, like, the William Shatners of the world. Like, they have a huge following. Hundreds of thousands. Yeah, hundreds of thousands, of followers, millions, really, of followers mm-hmm. on social media. And they were just saying, like, um, somebody was commenting, like, why don't you ever answer me? I see you're answering other people. Why don't you ever answer me, right? Which is a little bit aggressive, I think, on social media. Don't do that. But their response was simply, I answer 10 people a day. Oh. When I had... 500 followers, I answered 10 people a day. Now that I have 8 million followers, I still answer 10 people a day. I'm sorry that you're not one of those 10, but I only have so much time in the day to devote to social media. I have a schedule that I stick to, and in order for me to make the work that you're here to see, I cannot engage. Imagine if I engage with even 1% of these 8 million followers. That would be my full-time job. And I just that has always stuck with me. It's like, yeah, just set your limits and stick to them, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. I just want to point out, uh, because I looked up, at the beginning of this episode, we talked about the most listened to episode of the uh, podcast, and it actually is one that I was on. Uh, oh, damn. In, in, which we, in which we discussed your climbing of public art installations that you're, you talked about <laughs> that earlier. I alluded to that is, the, that is the most listened to episode of this podcast, so people really love that story about you climbing on uh So I should sculptures. tell more stories of public... What would that be? Miscreancy. Miscreancy? Mischief. Mischief. Public mischief. Public Isn't that mischief. not an actual charge? Sure. Yeah. It is a charge. Is. You know a public mischief story that I can tell that is the statute of limitation is long gone? When I was in high school, uh, my friend and I uh, took his father's car. Uh, his father was getting divorced. He was very angry at him. And I was uh, not uh, listening very well to what I... The inner me. And we um, found some saws in an old... In an old uh, shed. Saws. Saws, yeah, this is going somewhere. And then we found some flagpoles that we cut down with these saws. And then we found another person uh, who also owned a vehicle. And with garbage can lids and these flagpoles, we jousted with cars in our high school uh, misspent youth. So there is. it's great because it's from a time when... This is just hearsay. There's no video evidence of this. There's no picture evidence of this. I could be making this up. There's no way to prove that we did this on the open road. But if you did have, vi- have video of that now, it would totally go viral. I that know, would be, but people would love to see that kind of sure, thing. Sure, but do I want to be known for that? Yes. And this swings actually around to something I was going to say. There's some people we know who use social media, share a ton, like stuff that I feel is very personal, but they scrub it like every year they have all of their previous year's posts removed. And see, when I, when I think of, like, I think of it kind of like a diary as well, more of a portfolio. Like, I like seeing the artwork that I was doing, but not, yeah, not necessarily the, the personal stuff as much. So scrubbing it is never something I've ever considered right, because it's my art portfolio. Yeah, and I'm wanting to leave that record. So mm-hmm. it changes what I put there because I want it to be a record. And that's apparently a more common trait of, um, like, younger kids on social media, that they are constantly deleting older things. Right. 
which Fine. I think is probably good advice. Like if I had a phone during any of those, that story, or, you know, that's just one of many stories in that time of my life, uh, I would have records of it all. And there's no way that an employer or mm -hmm. anyone that wanted to treat me in a professional or see me in a professional way would see that and say, good hire. Yes. It's because a lot of what you record or you save and then you post on a social media is because you're proud of that thing that you did. Right. And you're just like, I want to share it. So people will give me praise about it. Yeah. And 10 years later, 20 years later, yeah. after you've jousted yeah. in this car, you're like, I'm no longer really necessarily proud of that. I cannot believe, honestly, that we lived through the experience. In retrospect, like I think of my own kids pulling that off. Oh, my goodness. I mean, Jeez. I was pretty proud when we broke into that church. That was yeah, we just did that not, not long ago. We didn't break in. It was already broke in, and <laughs> then we went in. Climbing on the roof. There Talk is photographic oh, evidence yes, is. on social media. It's a new morning in America. Fresh, vital. The old cynicism is gone. We have faith in our leaders. We're optimistic as to what becomes of it all. Do you guys remember Elfwood? No. Elfwood was like pre-DeviantArt. It was like where you went to post your pictures. Okay. And I had an Elfwood account. You just remembered now? I just remember, like, because this was I had a like MySpace 2003, account. 2004. Mm -hmm. I was like in high school posting stuff. So did it still exist? Is that I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Whoa. Check out Chasing Artwork. It was definitely oh, not, I was not been? Chasing what Artwork. What What would like oh. your online I don't handle. know if I had like a handle of some kind. That's right. Yeah. You would have just been. It's like Pookie451. <laughs> yeah. Check out my MySpace. <laughs> my Angel Fire. Look yeah. at my, li listen to my good MIDI files. Farmboy392716. <laughs> Whoa. There's a lot of farm boys on the internet. There's a lot of farm boys on the internet. Oh. Wow. But yes, the legacies that we leave online. I had a DeviantArt from 2003 onwards, and wow. I recently went back and reactivated it and deleted like a swath of things in there because I was just like, ugh. I still find DeviantArt to be one of the best places for photo reference. Yeah. Like if you need full body stock reference for stuff, mm -hmm. there's people uploading literally thousands of stock photos every day you there. like art station for that art station is where i go when i want to be um embarrassed about my skill set oh it's because everyone's everybody's better. super pro on uh and behance as well um all the yeah illustration on art station and uh behance um is the stuff i aspire to these days i find um pinterest is where i go to kind of fall down the rabbit hole of ideas and yeah their algorithm is good if you're looking for you know if you want an old diving helmet reference right yeah you can find it just branches and tumbles and yeah. rolls and you find all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. yeah so that's interesting huh so we have reached no conclusion about what are responsibilities what are, on yeah, social media. Yeah, what are some things, okay, I, I have, after this discussion, I was thinking I need to set up, I need to at least be posting a couple weeks before the conventions, all the conventions I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to add that to my list of things to do is to get those posts pre-made so I'm not scrambling to do them last minute. Um, so I can let people know what cities I'll be in mm -hmm. and when I'll be there. Uh, I'm going to start sharing more of my process. I s feel like I do, but I see in retrospect that I tell everyone that I do more than I actually do. Like, go to my social media and you'll see all my process. I realize I withhold a lot of process. Mm -hmm. And when um, you said, like, oh, you only reach 7% of people, whatever, with the algorithm, if you... Yeah continually post process and you're building up towards that finished product that you're going to post eventually then you've maybe caught more people in your net 
yeah. be like, oh, excited about that book that's you coming out. You know what's out. frustrating, also, though? Every once in a while, you'll get more views on your process than the finished piece. <laughs> People love seeing, like, the middle part, the sausage yeah. getting made, but they don't yeah. care about the sausage as much. Hmm. Unfortunately, mm. there's no way to predict that, Justin. No, there's not. So you're just no. going to have to keep working. Just keep mm. working at it. Um, what also I'm going to do, I think, is I'm going to use, I have an imager account, but I barely use it. I think I'll just start getting into the regular habit of sharing stuff for other people's sake. And right? yeah, and like here's a big what it's going to lead to gallery just of, for them. Yeah, yeah, this guy. Yeah. Interesting. What are you going to do, Sam? What will be your indicators of success? I want to, I just want to keep interacting more with the community and not posting as many um, things about moi. Oh, interesting. I like, want to share more of other people's art. So like I do a lot so of So less like, small talk and more like. And more like, yeah, talk. I really like, I've been really into retweeting a ton of just like, you know, indie art stuff. So uh, just doing that, you know. The visible woman hashtag, PS. Yeah. If you want to get like, you want to have yourself crushed. Do you think you're so good? Oh my God. Yeah, Fall so, down that, that. so that Fall recently down that hash- happened on hashtag. February 18th, Holy and, based, and a lot of people hire based on that hashtag. Yeah, so and that's they another. Should, okay, sorry, what? What's all this? So this is on Twitter. It's okay. a hashtag called Visible Women. That's why and I don't know about it. Twitter, yeah. I stay away from Twitter. Anyways, well, you focus on Instagram and you do really do well there. So, um, but anyway, uh, it's a hashtag that appears on February 18th, and it's usually it's female writers, creators, and they just kind of post a cluster of like portfolio like images of like if they've written books or they've worked on comics Um, and they it's very short and sweet you say what your name is what you do and um, you just kind of list those and the people like publishers or um, clients will go through that hashtag and and save it's like a a day of posting your mini resume on Twitter as um, women um, you know uh, people of color uh, gender non-conforming the the network of the old boys club which exists you know we just can't deny it it exists is how a lot of work happens and mm-hmm. the best way to know that or to fight against that is to know that there are other places where you can look for that you know so this is uh like a instead of the old boys club it's like um like a new woman's club it's like here's a bunch of stuff that you probably should have known about but people weren't mentioning it and here's a place to find it and when you're talking about like I probably spent two hours just like looking at people's work and like totally being exposed to writing I didn't know existed, to art I didn't know existed, to stuff that just made me realize I had to work way harder because there's some incredible work out there. Actually, that uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but that's another tangent that I've been thinking about lately is how much you follow and if you're kind of overwhelming yourself with the amount that you've shoved into your feed. That it feed. just completely paralyzes you. Right, from and if you should curate that a bit but like who do you stop following right there's there's so many amazing artists that i'm following now and i feel like i'm almost watching too much like there's so just too much input so (laughs) on that note what i try to do in my every now and then i go through and i look at who i'm following and i try to have i try to separate it the same way i try to separate just sort of my work week is like people that i admire people that i feel like are roughly my equivalent and then people who um i feel like i could mentor I try to follow those from those arenas also on social media. So people who are just starting out, people who are kind of in the same place that I am and people who are way beyond me. And then it 
it kind of and keeps me moving. Ex-girlfriends and people you hate that you keep tabs on. Uh, yeah, no, not so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh no, now Justin's oversharing on the podcast. Yes, <laughs> right, because our criticisms uh, of others are secretly our criticisms right. of ourselves, Justin. Hmm. Hmm. Well, this has been super pop science, <laughs> where we talk about how genre gets made. Sometimes we uh, do. <laughs> uh, sometimes we talk about how social media posts get made. But today we talked about how uh, Krampus is my boyfriend got made. Mm. So I encourage all of you to join the fight and make comics. Mm.